This podcast contains material that may not be suitable for children or those of lesser constitutions. Listener discretion is advised. And now, go f*** yourself. Is that a Smash Mouth song? It's <laughs> like a LL Cool J, I think. Oh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna fact check that. Well, it's about damn time you do something around here. Doing it and doing it and doing it well. Well, welcome back. Hey, thanks. Well, well, well. <laughs> it is yeah. LL Cool J. You got it. Yeah, I know wow. some shit. Yeah. Wow. I did. I mean, I knew you were into R and B and rap, but I didn't. Oh, you know, didn't realize hard. how deep hardcore hard, gangster rapper. Original. Gangster. Mm. Well, original the the OG AG. The AG OG. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. I'm looking forward to having a little of this uh, vodka. Vodka. Uh, what? What? And of course, we have someone who's sick. Mm. I'm not sick. I'm, I'm just nauseated. Yeah. But I think I'm gonna buy our you. presence. I'm gonna follow your advice and get some hair of the dog in me. How That's you doing? To do it. How you doing, Mac? Pretty good. Yeah, getting over uh, a bit of a. You know, we had a bit of a strange turn of what which we always do this time of year it's always the change in the weather that does it for us so i got a kind of a bit of a, a radio voice which is nice in a certain way a, huh you got a kind of a radio voice no it's it's not up there it's down here down here in the chest in the di- in your diaphragm yes yeah so uh, but it's also from up here because uh i've been to the doctor for something like this before they said well it's post nasal drip mm-hmm. which i don't really understand what that means pnd well, I, <laughs> it doesn't help that you turn into an acronym. I still don't understand it. What is the post nasal? What does that mean? It's well, behind your throat. It's behind your. It's behind. Oh, the so it's nasal a medical passage. Term. Yeah, post nasal is behind the. It's passage. not like after. Well, I thought that's throat. what it meant. Like after the cold. You got it, but it's your po- your post. You're after. But yeah, exactly. And it's dripping. It's dripping, and then yeah. it just goes down there, and then you wake up like, <laughs> you know, dying, basically dying. Yeah, because you got like just a buildup of phlegm uh, in your stomach. Yeah, but yeah. I don't feel that bad. No, in your I, lungs. It doesn't go to your stomach. It goes to your lungs. Oh, no, it down, goes down your gullet, doesn't it? But if you're like, because I kind of have this problem continually, and it's when you're sleeping, you're breathing, so that's the passageway that's open. So all the crap that's in your nose is running down. It's getting into your lungs. Uh, uh, shit, that's why true. you gotta like. <laughs> Well, I thought that was just apnea. Well, that I mean, that, that is why you need to make sure that you do regular nasal excavations to make sure that all of that gunk is... Ir- irrigation. What is that supposed a- to mean? An excavation. So you're talking like get some tools up in there. Oh, well, just boy. pick your nose. Oh, well, that's oh, a tool. that's mm-hmm. fine. Fingers yeah. and tools. Yeah. I guess it depends where it goes from that point. I mean... You oh, know, hopefully onto a napkin. Or if you're driving, just out the window, right? Or out hopefully. the window, yeah. But hopefully a window's open. Yeah. If, that... if not a napkin, certainly, because that'd be gross. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be disgusting. Okay, well, moving on from post-nasal drip discussion, what's going on with the with the world today? Well, I think um, as we discussed a little bit before the show, and before we get into the real serious stuff, the real, the real craziness of this world nowadays, we're talking about... Uh, you know how I have seen, and I on the way here to the studios, I was overhearing um, a, a pundit was going on about it was, it was, and it was at the end of the show. It's like happy, happy Veterans Day, and I get the spirit of it. But he said, "Happy Veterans Day to all those who've served 
And if you just would have left it at that, that would have been fine. But he said, and sacrificed. So I don't see how you can tie a happy into a holiday where you're also honoring the sac- the actual sacrifice. Because to me, it's not happy anymore at that point. That's not something that I would say. I wouldn't say happy Veterans Day. Let's say, let's all, you know, in observance of Veterans Day or, you know, let's think about it, the, or like, you, yeah. know, the you know, the crew on this day, but not happy. Or you would, you know, like share a toast saying to all who served and Absolutely. made the ultimate sacrifice. Absolutely. It's a, it's, it's a bit it's, solemn. Yeah, that's Memorial Day. Memorial Day <laughs> is for the war dead. Veterans but, Day is for people who have served. I know, but he discussed that's sacrifice. That's Jake fucking Tapper, though. Come on. <laughs> But I, would, I, I expect better than him. But I guarantee we, we you plenty of, plenty of people are probably going to say the same thing. You're going to see it tomorrow or on Monday. Ha- hashtag Happy Veterans Day. You're going to see some bullshit like that. And people are uh, people are going to hear this episode, uh, by the way, in a couple of weeks. So No, but they're going to still be, you know, celebrating. They'll still be that. celebrating. Yeah, they're going to be right? probably getting drunk well, and wasted. But by your, <coughs> lo- by your logic, then... Yeah. Um, then why do we say Happy Thanksgiving when it's it basically celebrates this the slaughter of Native Americans? Not uh, did it really? Though I mean, yeah, I don't, was, I don't really link. I that's not on the surface of the of the holiday. That's yeah, that's a little background. That, there. Yeah, I mean, I get where you're going with that, but mm-hmm. I don't think they actually slaughtered anybody on the the day that we're talking. So if we're about. talking about slaughtering, let's talk about Columbus Day. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that one I agree with should not be celebrated you say whatsoever. Happy? But but also, who says Happy Columbus Day? Also, I've People, never heard anybody say. I've yeah. never heard anybody tell me Happy Veterans Day ever, not once. Exactly, which is why I thought it was weird. And, so and you was, don't feel acknowledged? I'm sorry about that, man. We'll uh, we'll make sure we acknowledge you. I, for all my non-service, I'm getting a <laughs> remarkable lack of appreciation. Yes. Well, I still thought it was weird, and it was something that I had been thinking about even before because I I never thought I would hear it online. Or on the the show, I was thinking. I bet there even before that, I was driving down thinking about the show. I was thinking, I bet there's people who are saying Happy Veterans Day because not because of the sacrifice or the service, just because they have the day off. And some people, not everybody does. It's kind of one of those fifty fifty holidays, isn't it? Right. Well, banks. It's a banking holiday. It's a banking holiday. Right. So if you have that day off, but you don't really have any uh, veterans. Uh, you don't know any, or you're not uh, your family is involved in it. It's a happy day. You've got that day off, so why not say happy? But it still comes across a little bit wrong to me. And then when Jake Tapper did it, of course I thought that was wrong. I thought that was crazy. I don't know. It's I I think it's conflating Memorial Day and Veterans Day. Memorial Day is definitely for those who died. Uh, from military sir, uh, while serving in the military. And there's probably people who say Happy Memorial Day, too. I guarantee it. <laughs> well, what should people say? Not happy. It's where you're happy on the Memorial Day. I hope you have a reflective yes. Memorial Day. Reflect on this Memorial Day. Whatever you had to say. Just put a hashtag happy in there anywhere. How about, how about uh, when I come up to, <coughs> to a veteran and say, I say, enjoy your special day. <laughs> Enjoy your day that I didn't get. <laughs> I hope you have a moment or two. <laughs> a moment to of remember. specialness today. Yes, PTSD day. That'd be even better. So how many, like, if you search Happy Veterans Day, how many hits come up? Um, I'm actually, I did. On uh, Twitter, is it trending? Yeah, I did actually. It came up, something came up that said, on Veterans Day, one, one, one vet says that he'd prefer people say, I hope you're having a meaningful day. Yes. Absolutely. That actually makes sense to me. 
you know, th- thank you for your service. I hope you're having a good day, at you know, the very least. Okay, here we go. Here's so, a, uh, so not only do they, they're, they're making everybody <clears throat> take a day off, but they're telling everybody how to feel. No, thank you. Well, I don't get that damn day off. If I got that day off, I'd be pretty happy, but I don't. It's one of the, and why isn't it a day that everybody has off? I'm kind of curious about that. Because there's tons of banking holidays that we all have off, right? Why Veterans Day is not one of those days I've never really... Because um, employers don't want to give days <coughs> off unless there is a valid, I'm going to say legally binding reason, like a religious holiday. Yeah. Like you can't make somebody... Memorial Day is off, though. Memorial Day. Day is a holiday, like a but it's <coughs> but it's like a nationwide holiday. Everybody gets that day off. I don't know. It's an observable. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I've never not worked on a, on a Memorial Day. Do you think for for the company that I work for, Memorial Day is one of our holidays that we uh, that we get paid for? Big corporations, sure. Yeah. But small places. Big holiday. That's really what it is. It's it's not it's not it's big holiday. So nothing should be open on Memorial Day. Well. You got stuff open even on on Christmas, you know the you know the old Jesus, on his birthday. If things are open on that day, they're definitely going to be open on the other days too. Those people are getting paid double. Big Jesus. Uh, So on military.com, there's a a a list of eight things you should do to uh, to appreciate those who serve. Blah blah blah. But one of the things, uh, one of the things over here, it says, "Don't confuse Veterans Day with Memorial Day." <laughs> <laughs> I get that, I get that, but that's why I just, I, I still don't think you want to say happy think... holiday on. That's not a happy, even if you were, alive, even if you are alive and you served, there's not a lot of happy-ish things going on uh, when you're at war with another country. To me, it's just not it, happy should not be involved whatsoever. Honor your veterans. Yeah, of course. That's exactly what they're doing right now. Right. The ninth bastard. Mm. But, but again, well, thank you for those who served. No, yes. that's also Memorial. That's Memorial Day. Yeah, you right? kind of in the past. There. I am conflating it. What you thank them for served? That's fine. You said for those who served. No, thank that's you for your service. Wait, that's not what you said. That's though. not what I said. Yes. Someone remind the play that tape right. back. But. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, but thank you for for your service. I think should be appropriate. I think that should be the one to say, not happy anything. Thank you. That's what Jake Tapper. You know, I'm going to let him know about that. Well, for those of you, I'm sure he'll listen. Listening to this, uh, including you, Jake Tapper. Uh, obviously, you'll, you'll be hearing this episode way after <laughs> Veterans Day. Sure. How, how did people? How did people? You know, honor honor veterans on on their day. I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. But on to other current events, right? <laughs> it's. Uh, and this will be a little ways out, so we'll see again how it works too. But you know, this next week we've got the public. Uh, we got the public testimony going on for yep. all the all the Trumper people, which is going to be interesting to see. I mean, to me, I've been following it, so I get it, and I keep hearing about how oh, ordinary Americans can't be bothered to follow what's going along because. They don't have any time, and they don't have the energy or the attention span, and, and that's probably true. But that really bothers me because I pay attention to it. I'm, it's not that I'm a news junkie, but I pay attention to what the fuck is going on in the people who are in power. So whether it was Obama or whether it was it's Bush or whether Clinton, I always happen to know. And maybe that's because I really enjoyed current events when I was a kid. 
in the they had the class, they had the little part of the class, the little things you do every month or so, current events. I think it's important to be involved in what's going on currently. And I don't fucking buy this example. Well, people, the American people don't have time. They don't have time to pay attention to what's going on. Who said that? No, I heard that. It was sort of on CNN. They were talking about how real Americans, like average Americans... So a talking head was saying this. Yes, that average Americans don't care about what's going on. They only care about, you know, paying the bills. They only care about taking their kids to soccer practice or it happens to be. They don't have time to listen. And that when the public... The whole idea is that when the public testimony starts, that that's when people are going to start paying attention. Which Which may or may not be true. I just still... I I find the other part of it to be really uh, annoying. I don't know that people are going to like sit down and watch testimony and digest it, but I think this process of they'll get their summaries, they'll get their <coughs> blurbs in the paper the next day, however they get their news. And I think sort of keeping um, and again, I'm 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 for the impeachment. I'm not. It's not going to work, but it's may may indirectly work in that it sort of keeps him in a bad light. Yes. For a long period of time. Yeah. And nobody wants to go back in time and say, "Hey, I I was really supported Nixon," and the Trump is going to be the same way. This is going to public support is going to going to drain away, and so will his Republican support. But whether he gets kicked out of office, I don't know. But I just I think the process of sort of airing this. Dirty laundry for the, over the course of months is going to be incredibly damaging to his re-election chances. So. Well, they're saying that they're going to be done with the the House part of this by Christmas. And if that's so, we're not talking about several months. Uh, we're talking about, if it's a couple of weeks from now, we're talking about a month from now, it'll be done. And <clears throat> I think that is a, it's, it's unfortunate the timing of all this. Like if this was 2018... Well, I, I, and I guess even then it wouldn't be good timing. I guess there's no good timing for this kind of stuff because you look at it and the Republicans would have claimed, well, it's because you want to influence the 2018 mid-cycle, you know, the, the midterm elections. And now we're here in 2019. Well, it's because you want to take this into 2020 elections. But if they do get that done, I, I do think that what it will do is will be continual drip, 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 drip. And the more you get, uh, people are just in, inherently kind of just dumb. And so they're not going to read the transcripts. And even Trump, that's the thing that actually is working for him is for his base. Read the transcript. I mean, it's only two pages long, right? I saw a headline on CNN the other day. It's like, well, there's 2,677 pages of testimony. You know, nobody's going to read that. If, if they didn't read the 400 pages of the testimony that the Mueller report had, they're not going to read the 2,600 uh, pages of testimony that they had. So their only hope is that they can get some good sound bites from, uh, like, Bill Taylor and Marie Yovanovitch and, um, you know, the others. Those are the big ones. But if they get good sound bites out of that, they're going to be in pretty good shape, and that's the soundbite that you continue to play. It's the gift that keeps that, that will keep that will keep on giving, because everyone knows that the Republicans aren't going to vote him out. Uh, and well, but this this could. this acquittal will be different than the Clinton acquittal, because also everybody at that point in the country knew that it was just like it had ended up. It started in one thing, and it ended up with like some 
blowjob in the Oval Office, and nobody was on board with that. Nobody thought that that was particularly damaging to national security. This is damning to national security, and there's so much evidence. And when it comes out in some of the public hearings, I think that's what people are going to... And see, luckily, the quid pro quo is not difficult. If you, if you just take out that Latin uh, uh, terminology, it's pretty damn easy to understand. This for that, that's exactly what's happened here. And I don't, I mean, is the quid pro quo, is that really the, <clears throat> is that the smoking gun in the, or is this the, you know, is that the big crime here? I don't think you even need to have the quid pro quo. Exactly, you don't. You're trying to pressure somebody to do it, whether there's a, a, a financial aspect of it or not, you're even just imploring them to do it is problematic for me. Well, impl- imploring, imploring Zelensky or whatever, Zelensky yeah. to, to do some research. Um, on a political rival without any sort of, you know, quid pro quo is, 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 it's just on brand for Trump, right? But well, there was, does, but, yeah. but there was a quid pro oh, quo. Oh, yeah, I think there because was. Because of the, because of the military aid, right? Mm-hmm. That, that he withheld unless this investigation happened. But also there was like a, there was a, a thrown out there, like a White House visit, Right. That was that, part of it, yeah. So the military aid's kind of like, yes, that's what Pretty we all bad. understood is the quid pro quo. But even if that were dismissed somehow, this White House visit contingent on announcing public in, in, uh, investigations, that's also a quid pro quo. Yeah. And, and this is this is how mafia dons work. Exactly. They give you an offer you can't refuse. They don't say, we're going to kill you if you don't do what we want, but it's understood. Yes. And so when you have the most powerful person in the world asking you or, you know, cajoling you into doing something, it has some import, you know? Yeah. So yeah. And especially considering the, it would be fine, it'd be one thing if they weren't under pressure on their very borders from the Russians, right? Yeah. It'd be one thing if that, if that wasn't happening, if there was no problems, it'd be kind of like, okay, is this that really big of a deal? Yeah, okay, he's an idiot. It's still a big deal, but, I mean, it's even more big deal because, again, you're looking at, first we had the Kurds, 10,000-plus Kurds who've died. We abandoned them, right? Over 13,000 Ukrainians have also died in, in holding off the Russians uh, and their aggressions in that particular area. And we've been the ones who have been the primary supporters. Now, if you want to take one of the Trump arguments of, well, the rest of Europe should be doing more. I 100% agree that the rest of Europe ought to be doing more to help out with the situation because it actually benefits them in the in the long term. But that's that's completely regardless of that. You're looking at a government who is primarily based on our support. And you go to somebody and you say, hey, you know, we've done a lot for you. It hasn't been very reciprocal. You know, I want you to look into, and again, these are conspiracy theories debunked conspiracy theories. One, that the Ukrainians, not the Russians, had something to do with the 2016 election uh, uh, hacking. And then you talk about the Hunter Biden thing, which uh, I, if you look at it on its face, without the other context around it, okay, that does kind of look kind of shady. But then you have the rest of the world saying, no, this particular prosecutor is not a good dude and he needs to be removed. <clears throat> so it wasn't like he was demanding the removal of this person without the support of pretty much the rest of the world. Which, to me, if you look at it in that context, 
which isn't that difficult to, un to again, it's not too difficult to understand that. It's not such a, it, it, it looks bad on its face, but you can bring it back and like, oh, okay. But even so, he wasn't doing anything illegal. He wasn't demanding that, uh, you know, he research the next Republican presidential candidate. There's nothing like that. Even, even if you take the worst case scenario, so Hunter Biden made 50000 50, a month for a few months. Who fucking cares? What's what's Kushner making? What's exactly Jr. making? That's what I mean. What's Who fucking? That's Ivanka not even making? that much money. I know. It's just like you're. This is kind I mean, of. I mean, it is. Don't get me wrong. I would take that job. This is a typical it. tactic of somebody who's got a personality disorder, mm. is to accuse others of things that they themselves are doing. Right. And so you want to look into corruption. It's like, well, look in your own damn office. Yeah. Start there. Disorder. It's what? what is it? Dissociative disorder as well. Yeah. And then the whole thing about this, and I knew kids like this in school who would say, I know you are, but what am I? That's exactly the same type of thing that Donald Trump's doing. It's the same kind of whiny, snot-nosed little brats who would look for any type of uh, way to avoid res any kind of responsibility in their own actions. Or, like, any type of self-reflection. Yep. Like, he's, and I get, like, when you've been growing up this way, silver spoon in your mouth, and whatever, successful businessman or not, whatever he actually is, Yeah, yeah. that when you get elected president, you're infallible now. Like, you did the thing that is the hardest thing to do in the world, essentially. Yeah, that's true. And so, like, you're, you don't probably listen to people, and you don't... Uh, don't take minority opinions into view. It's just you want yes men and you want your way regardless. Loyalty, period. You're the CEO of America, basically, is what he is. Or what he yeah. thinks he is. Well, and that's what a lot of people have, have, have they ended up voting for. And that's the reason why I think that in this next election, we just had uh, a couple, uh, a few, several days ago, some special elections or some other elections that were going on and. Uh, was it uh, Pennsylvania, Virginia, uh, Kentucky. Kentucky? And okay, so you look at the you look at the, at the Kentucky one. That one, I don't think Democrats should take too much solace in that one because uh, the guy who ended up winning was the son of a previous governor. He's extremely moderate. He's right in the middle, uh, and so it's kind of hard to say uh, where a, a lot of folks looked at that. But then you had uh, a really unpopular. You know, a hole governor, but at the same time, you look at that, and those are the kind of people who we don't want anymore. This, and that's the thing that I'm hoping for is that there's going to be Trump fatigue by this point, and the people who continue to try to hitch their wagons to him, and the chaotic and unpredictable stuff that goes on. I don't think people really like that for the long term. I think most people want pre want predictable. They get. There's going to be graft going on in Washington. There's going to be things happening. But in general, if you look at what we have, it's pretty damn good. And it's not comparable to a banana re uh, republic. So I think that's where most people are going to end up going is that moderate lane that's been uh, kind of distilled over the years to be like, well, they're not that important. There's not that many of them. Actually, that's probably about 80%. Maybe, maybe not that much. I would say 70% of America is probably toward the middle. And then you have the the crazy, uh, uh, you know, if you look at a bell curve, right, you have the outliers. And I think that I don't I keep hearing about how Trump has this 25 
to 35% of uh, support from hardcore. I just don't believe that 35% of America is that hardcore, that they will believe anything that they're told. I believe it's a smaller number, and I, and I believe what you're looking at is not an overwhelming victory for whoever the, the Democrats put up, but and it really depends. But I think like if Biden were about five years younger, I think you'd have an, like an overwhelming victory. But he's a little bit, he's kind of shaky. He's never been a very good cam, a very good campaigner in the early part of it. But if you look at, it, I think you're probably going to end up with uh, a pretty good sized victory for the Democratic candidate. I just don't buy this whole thing that these Trumpers are just going to continue to believe everything that they're told. I don't know if it's someone does even believe. It's like they don't care also because that. because they're getting their way most more or less. Yeah. The policies that have he's enacted or unenacted, you know, some of the Pacific Trans Pacific Partnership, mostly rollbacks and stuff like that. Yeah. Essentially, so they're sort of getting their way. So the craziness and the lies and the flip flopping and all this stuff is just it's it's acceptable. It's acceptable. Well, and the further we get away from Obama, which is what the real fear was for a lot of these people, older white people or people who live in communities that are, doesn't have a lot of diversity, that's their biggest fear is Obama. And if you look at his policies, most of them were, I mean, fairly moderate if you look at it. They weren't extreme left. They weren't socialist. Uh, yeah, he had to use executive power. But this president has used even more executive power than the previous, than just about any other president in the history of the country. That's that's all they've done because they can't force through all the stuff. Well, it's just using executive, and that was exactly what he said was, and, and that's exactly what a lot of those kind of supporters like. Oh, he he thinks he's a king, he's Obama, but really, what it comes down to, it is about race, and it is about their fear of their place and and whatever happens to be the news society. No, uh, I just think that well, I don't know if people were thinking electing a billionaire New Yorker is going to re- in any way going to represent it low income class people in the South, etc. Yeah. It's like what? What do you? Th- why he doesn't care about you? He cares about making money and being in power and people it's jumping to what he what says. He says exactly. So it's not about helping people. It's just you're there views on things align with his but not completely i mean he's he's really in he's in power to make money that's what this is he has and he has and he has he's made a lot of money and that's why i think that um after he's out of office the only thing that's keeping him from being put in prison is the fact that he's a former president this country doesn't want to put uh, presidents in in prison because of that because then you end up down a weird cycle of like, okay, you're, you're, uh, he's out of office now. I think a lot of those things sort of go forgiven. It's like you can't do any more harm now. Yeah, get the fuck you're out. kind of irrelevant. Just get the fuck out. Exactly, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where I'm hoping that things go. I don't care if he ever sees any prison, but I do want to. I do want to. I would like to think that um, in the middle of the night, because he doesn't. He doesn't. I guess he doesn't share a room with uh, uh, Melania, right? For her. That's what I've read. Yeah, I know, really. Um, not that she is that great either, but you look at it and he's alone and he has nobody around him. And in the dark, all he has is the nightmares of all the people that he screwed over. That's what I hope he has for the rest of his life. That and really bad hemorrhoids. <laughs> hang on, hang on. 
did you say that because he's president, after his, after his service, <laughs> he can no longer be imprisoned? No, he can be, but I don't think that will ever happen. So and I think it was set a bad precedent. But we've already set a bad precedent. I agree with that, but if you do it, it will be ended up. What you're going to do is end up, but not for like white crimes, probably. But 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 obviously for like manslaughter or murder, right? No, that's or not no, what I'm talking gonna... about. Yeah, I'm not talking about him actually going out to Fifth Avenue and shooting somebody. Of course, he's going to prison for that. What I'm saying is that for all the stupid bullshit that he's done over the course of his career and his life, and now the presidency, we've all let it happen. Right, we've allowed it to happen because he's got some certain charisma that just attracts people. That doesn't mean that I want him to go to prison because at the end of the day, what you're going to end up happening is the next Democratic person who comes in, there's going to be the same type of draw. And and, and even if there's nothing wrong, what what they're doing, what you're going to end up happening is you will have a second civil war. So actually, if the Republicans impeached Trump. Right now, considering that most of those people only watch one state media, they watch Fox News, it's an alternative universe, those people will be more likely to be even more violent to fight back against it. I promise you that. That you will have way more violence than we already have now. And it's all, that's the other thing, is people will, you know, all this stuff's going on. It's all white people, and it's all racist white people. That's what's happening. Those people are going to be even more enraged because... You took away my president. He was representing me. As a white racist. As a white nationalist. As, as a white nationalist. And those people are the most dangerous people around. Well, I just want to make something really clear. I did not allow this to happen. I, I was, you're no. on the hook next <laughs> time. You're, you're on the hook next time. Yeah, for next time, yeah. If, if, if it happens, then I, I'll take responsibility, but not this time. No. Fair so enough. It's not on you. Yeah. You get a free pass. Yeah. So, okay, well... Shit, that was uh, and by the time people listen to this, of course, you know, it would have been a couple of weeks of, of testimonies, and it's gonna be it'd exciting. Be, it'd be interesting, definitely. What 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 you know, how this all all unfolds. I mean, I'm a little un unlearned, so I don't really comment too much about it except on Twitter. I just do the you know periodically put use the hashtag, I T M F. Mm-hmm. What's ITMF? Impeach the motherfucker. Oh, okay. <laughs> good, 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 good. All right, that's that's totally fine. Alternating with actually spelling it out, but yes. um, but no, I mean it, it'd be definitely interesting. It'll be my first impeachment, if you know, as an American. If uh, that's true, if it actually does happen. So yeah. pop your cherry sometime. Well, it will happen whether happy. or not he gets removed from office or nothing. And he then, will be impeached. And then it'd be really odd if you say happy impeachment. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash innocuousbastards. Find us on Twitter as at innocbastards. Or follow our blog at innocuousbastards.wordpress.com. Email us at innocuous.bastards at gmail.com. All this talk about Democrats and Republicans... Wears me out, man. Fuck them. <laughs> it's literally our world right now, man. Yeah, it is. But and you know, but you mentioned uh, before the break about uh, the new civil war, and I think we had talked about this a little bit at a previous episode. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, and I remember AG was like, "No, that's never going to happen." I'm pretty, sure, yeah. He still feels that way. Yeah, you know, he's giving you a bad look right yeah, now. Yeah, a very evil, a murderous, very look. evil I'm look. A, I'm giving you a dismissive look. It's not an evil look. Ooh, <laughs> it's just that's even worse. Yeah, that's it's like your parents like they say you're mad. There's I'm mad at you, but then when they say no, I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> that's the worst because that feels bad, right? I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. It's yeah. like fuck, that really stabs. That really, that that really steps at the heart of the especially if you're, especially when it's you know said in Tagalog, it's even worse. <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh, I'm sure that was said a lot, by the way. Yeah. So, but anyway, yes, we we, we were not here to uh, go off on Amato's uh, multiple disappointments, but more often than not, I think people nowadays are attracted to those of of the, of the like mind. And I think it, you got the the different mediums to which they can do it, and that's where I disagree with you. I think it's a lot bigger problem than you think it is. Ag, uh, yeah, ag <laughs> is that <clears throat> there's a lot more ways for people to interact and stay in those silos, and that's kind of a business HR term when you think about it a little bit. But if you look at a business, certain departments they're only looking out for number one in that particular department. And so, you know, of course, as a goal in HR is you want to break down those silos, but I'm not going to get involved in all that other nonsense. But you look at it, I think that's what we are in America right now, is you have the the silos that we were talking about uh, before we went to break, where there's folks who are really scared. And I think if you have fear deeply in, ingrained into how they do things, it's not out of a sense of confidence if someone actually has confidence in themselves and and those around them, they don't go around doing what these people do. I think there's recently what that Richard Spencer guy uh, came out. Uh, he had some sort of a clip where he was like uh, being arrested. He was around Charlottesville, I think. He was like, I, you know, our people own this motherfucker. I own you people. Kind of. It was something along those lines. Maybe you can correct me uh, on, on the actual quotes. They weren't flattering. Let's just say that they weren't good for. Richard Spencer, but I don't, and, and he was shrieking it, like he was into it, and that's what they feel, I think, that the people who, uh, or the, the misguided uh, idea that they own this country and they own the people around them, they're scared, and that, <coughs> excuse me, is going away, and will not be around for very much longer, and it's not even in the distant future, it's in the near future, and so how would, how would they react to the only president as close to David Duke as you could possibly get in uh, the last seventy years, I, I think they're going to react. They're going to they're they're, they're going to lash out in a way. That's why I think impeachment would be the worst possible outcome, honestly, because I think then you would exacerbate those feelings. And those people have guns, and these people are uh, would probably create militias, and they would probably and again, if even if Trump wasn't if he wasn't impeached, he still got Pence to deal with, and the rest of his ilk. And he's a he's a whole other thing. He's not doesn't have a cult of personality though. Pence, Pence is. But that's where we're going with this. But it's like this: you want it to go from like habanero flavored chips down to vanilla ice cream. That's what you're getting essentially is I don't know about that Pence is just boring this isn't inspired he's, he's, he's ranch dude, dre- he's ranch dressing he's well at least ranch dressing has a little kick you know no but 
You he's, look at his career. He's, he's, he's a, a he's a create he's a creationist, <laughs> and he's someone who is so tied into the religiosity of it all. He's someone. Those people are dangerous to me too because if you believe in something so strongly that you're willing to kill for it, and I think a lot of we've seen a lot of the, the rise of the white nationalists who've been more than willing to kill for what they want. That's the danger, and especially it'd be one thing if they were a, a rising uh, demographic, but they're not. They're a shrinking demographic, and so you, that's why I say you incorporate fear into ignorance and the belief that uh, might makes right. Those kind of people could definitely lead us to another civil war. Yeah, I, I just—it's not going to galvanize like that. It's these people are fringe people. They, you know, this is kind of like white nationalism and like Al Qaeda, kind of two different things. But they're both they're both basically dying segments of society that are lashing out as their final sort of <clears throat> their final act. But I don't think either of them going to be really power for much longer. But they're not. And, and, and even if it's not for a long term, you're still going to deal with the deaths of thousands of people. There's not gonna, that's, that's just not going to happen. I, it's easy to think that because of how polarized the country seems, but people aren't, aren't motivated on a large scale to go commit acts of violence on other people just because they don't share the same viewpoint. It happens in small, small scale. You know, the stuff that happens here in Portland, sure. But there's not going to be thousands of dead. It's what have happened already, you know. Well, I don't. I don't agree with that. If you look at the rise of the, of the Nazi Party, it took World War One and the perceived humiliation. A lot of it was kind of a humiliation of how that war ended for the Germans up to uh, into the twenties, and then people were disaffected by politics during that time. And then it took up into like what 1933. To when the Nazi Party really started to be something, and then from 1933 to 1945, how many people died during that time? So you're you're, you're talking about it small scale. It started out in a small scale and fights with uh, the people who they didn't like, and they slowly started accumulating power. Are you to tell me that right now that if Donald Trump, he say say he wins 2020, we have another four years of state media? on Fox News, emboldening his... Even if you say it's the, the most, they say it's 35% of the, of, you know, the country of 350 million people. That's a lot of people who are hardcore averse to facts and to anything else that comes their way. All they believe is in the cult of personality. I think more what they believe in is their party's in power and we're willing to tolerate all this crap so that we're getting our way. They're not like, I will die for Trump. That just like, I don't see that sentiment anywhere. Mm. And also, it's just... And if, all, they, if, they, if they exist, it'll be a very, very minuscule And uh, they may not percentage. be too, too vocal about it is the thing. But this, you know, I think our society does want to reach a level of homogeneity where things feel like this is all what's normal. And what we're talking about here... Civil War, fringe groups, you know, white white nationalists. These are all per- very peripheral. <coughs> yes, they maybe have gained a little more 
I don't know. It's no time in the spotlight. They've been during... given the center stage. I don't know about that. I wouldn't go that far, but uh, these are this is just ref- these are the actions of a dying culture. White nationalism, any kind of extremism. You don't think Trump being a president is not center stage enough for white nationalists? Um, I mean, yeah, he may have been the candidate they most wanted to win, but he's never. He's never himself come out and said, "Hey, I'm I don't want white people only doing this stuff." But he's also he's, never said quid quid pro quo. So you have that, that that whole thing where he doesn't say it. I, yeah, I agree. He doesn't say it, but he puts it out there in other terms that those people understand and appreciate. I mean, yeah. you know that thing in is it Charlottesville or something? Where, Charlottesville, yeah, Charlottesville, or, where yeah. you know he said, "Well, there's good people on both sides." Right. It's like, come on. So that's because yeah. he was under pressure to condemn it while, like, I don't want to alienate my base, so I'm just going to say something that's... It's all about well, that was in his first year. That's the thing. That's his, first, it's his base. And even if the base isn't 35%, even if it's 10% of 350 million Americans, that's 3.5 million Americans, right? Even if you say you take that amount and you reduce it, it's okay, what are the most craziest people going to do? Maybe you have 350,000... Americans who are willing to die for Donald Trump and that particular tribalism, that's a hell of a lot of amount of people who are willing to do a lot of damage. And they already have. It's been happening. Maybe not on the thousands level, but it's been happening every year, more and more, more and more. It's white, young, disaffected Americans who are willing to die for a particular mindset. Would you tribe? And which is kind of where we're starting with this. And that and it, and I think that the only solution to the tribe the tribalism is to either, uh, well, one, I think we need to have a president in power who is not empowering that mindset, one. But number two is you do have to engage in the building of relationships because you're going to be forced to with the people who are in this country. So you have Asian Americans who uh, that uh, uh, population is growing. African Americans isn't really growing as much, but they're still there. Hispanic or Latino Americans building their relationships and accepting those people as human beings. Now we, we hear about bullshit all the times, like, "Well, I don't see color from from that particular side of the from the right." I don't see color. I don't see color. What are you a dog? Yeah, it's bullshit. You do see color, and you are definitely doing things to to. But also, you have the left shaming the people who do or who are afraid at the same time it's like why can't you understand you're so backwards you're so stupid you're so ridiculous and there is a better so you have the two extremes right the bottom line is the fact of and you know the matter is is that human beings stereotype all the time every single day yeah and it, it is an, an unconscious thing that people do i mean you think of uh 300,000 years ago there weren't a ton of human beings around. You might, you know, I don't know how many there were, but you might run into... Five. Yeah. No, there were 300,000... No, human beings have been around for longer than that. And so... You Homo look, erectus? No, 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 no. I Homo think they, sapiens sapiens? No, I'm pretty sure that they've been around for longer than that. Uh, maybe not 300,000. Maybe 30,000 is, is a better term. Yeah. So you look at that. Even so... You look at it, and they're they're walking around, or they're walking around. They occasionally run into somebody. It's a primal activity. You see people. You don't know the term people yet, and you see, and they're across whatever the valley is. You're like, or it, it, it maybe it may 
maybe they're not even that far away. You happen to run to somebody. Your first mindset is like, are they danger to us? Or are they food? Or, well, mostly are they a danger to us or, or are we food? Can I make them food and so being in danger? Stereotyping is actually, if you look it up, it's a primal behavior that we do. It's not, it's not a conscious thing. And to get out of the mindset of, like, the it's a bad thing to stereotype, as long as you realize you're stereotyping, I think you can throw away those kinds of kind of behaviors. And then you can focus on the individual or, the, or whatever tribe happens to be across the way and realize, hey, we are just the same. We're all human beings. And that's way kumbaya. But I do think that it's possible if it's practice. It has to be a mindset. I, I just I don't see that happening in my lifetime for sure. I don't even see it happening in uh, you know your child's lifetime. I agree. Honestly, uh, it's just it's just it's too ingrained. I mean, so I did the fact check real quick because I have to fact check you all yes. the time. Um, so the <laughs> earliest fo- the earliest fossils of anatomically modern humans are from the Middle Paleolithic, about. 200 to 300,000 years oh, ago. Boom. 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 <laughs> this is Wikipedia though, so you know it's lies. Well, it's probably close. I wrote that. <laughs> he just he just edited it. I actually. just did it with my smartphone um, over here. No, I, I think I just think that uh, you know, the even the whole I don't know, Gene Roddenberry's Ethiopic Ethiopic is that even a not e- Ethiopic. Utopic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are two words you shouldn't get confused. <laughs> I just because there's Ethiopians over here, but Utopic, you know, um, Star Trek world where everybody gets along, and the the reason for that is because we made first contact with an alien race. Where right. so I was talking when we were right. talking about this earlier is like okay, the only thing that could, the, one of the things what that could unite potentially yeah. unite every people, all the peoples of the world is when there's a threat uh, that's outside of. Outside of that, that's extra. That's silo, right? You know, so that it then they they band together. The, I don't know. I think something like that, or some sort of disaster that's 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 uh, you know like natural disaster that's felt by the entire planet. Or if we're attacked by another country again. You, from unification of the United States, uh, yeah, absolutely. War certainly, uh, you know, from from a country to country. But in terms of like everybody on the planet, so that we don't see. So the color is is just it's literally the, the you know skin, is just skin deep. <laughs> but so even, it's not it's not anything. It's not enough to differentiate us, you know. But even in, as as recent as World War II and in Vietnam, more so in World War II, <laughs> African American units were not looked upon as something reliable or something that they that they wanted to be involved with as far as the you know the greater part of of the army. So I don't think that a localized problem, which really, if you look at the U.S. and what they had to deal with in World War II, okay, we weren't really attacked. We had a few weird things that happened, like some balloons and some shit, some submarines off our coast. We were never attacked here. But I never we were we attacked. You know who was attacked though? I didn't. I found out recently. Australia. Australia. Australia was attacked. By the Japanese, I got a big. Well, that makes sense because they're in the same general vicinity. Mm, Ish. They're in the Pacific Ocean, but it's no, just, I mean, but it's closer than we are, right? Or it's is still it? pretty. Know. It's like hemisphere. It's like. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the the fact was the Japanese were moving down into Micronesia, Philippines, etc., yeah. and they yeah. they bombed Darwin. They bombed the shit out of Darwin, hmm. and uh, Darwin was like completely. It's like if they bombed. 
I don't know, Corvallis or something. It's like they have no protection there. Nobody would care about Corvallis, though. Let's just mm, be honest. I'm, I'm saying care versus just... <laughs> that's why they don't have anti-aircraft guns in Corvallis, hopefully. But yeah, um, you never know. I mean, there's... Probably. It's funny, though. You mentioned Star Trek. I watched an episode of Star Trek last night. Yeah. Old, old or new? Old. Okay. So in this episode, they go to some planet, and everybody on the ship starts aging, like, rapidly. I remember that one. Yeah. So they basically come to sort of an impeachment of Kirk, because he's getting too old <laughs> and too senile. Yeah. And it's just like there's a lot of parallels there to our current situation. I mean, you know? I really, I mean, <coughs> right now there's a lot of parallels in a lot of TV shows, I'm sure. You know, you can see, oh, this is happening right now in the U.S. Like, I was watching Charmed the other day. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think if you look at it, though, really the only thing that would unite humanity. So you can have certain regions united. You can have certain countries united. uh, But you're never going to have the entire world united unless you do have an alien invasion. Let's just be honest. Or it could be a kaiju, you know. It could be a kaiju. I'd be, you know. It depends because, it's again, it's regional. You're looking at something as from the Earth coming out, even if they were from some 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 uh, other place. If you're looking at the true uniting of humanity, you're looking at uh, Independence Day. Well, I know, but that's it's our like, best example. All it takes is an other of some sort. It is going to be another. It just needs to be another. We need no, something. No, it has to be outside of this particular planet. So I'm saying other. No, but you're saying other. It could be anywhere. It could be another other from. Another country. I'm it could be zombies. It could be anything. It could be a lot of different things. Just something that where our commonalities supersede our commonality with whatever it is. Right. So if it's zombies, we're alive. They're dead. We don't. We're going to be against. But that. what if most of the zombies are on the island of the UK and nobody cares because it's going to take them years and years, just like climate change. It's like, yeah, you know, who knows if it's real or not. They're over there 7,000 miles away. That's what Trump said, right? In Syria. 7,000 miles away and nobody cares. The zombies are there. But what happens with the zombies on our doorstep? Who's going to come save us, right? No, Nobody's going to come save us. See, it has to be outside of the planet. That's the only way that you're going to have any kind of... And that, because and that's why I think it would be kind of interesting in the next couple of years if they are able... And I wonder if they've already found it, but they're too scared to say it. Life actual proof of life on Mars, for instance, or on another planet, because what does that do to the whole Earth-centric point of it? I I was reading the other day that only one in four Americans understand that the sun doesn't orbit the Earth, that the Earth actually orbits the sun. That is a scary thought right there, that 25%, one in four don't get that, you have to have, like, real serious... Look look it up. It's true. That's pretty sick. That is sick to me right there. That's a failure on on the education system, but it's also a failure in, hum, in humanity that the only way that people will really band together if it's, there's some sort of existential threat. And it's not climate change because it's already here. Extraterrestrial. Well, existential to their existence. An attack by an outside force. Not on the planet, but outside the planet. That's extraterrestrial. Okay. <laughs> it is I still think thing. it could be something on the planet. It's just, you know, what if the giant spiders come on to start running out all over every country? We're going to be united against killing the spiders. But if most of them were in Africa, but you're you, making you this, think you're making this this weird it's tribalism. It's not tribalism. It's just like if it was everywhere, 
if some sort of there was major hatching of giant spider eggs across the world, right? That wouldn't have to be, you know, from outside the planet to cause people to get together. But wouldn't you want to take care of your own first? Well, you can only do. I'm like, I can't be everywhere at once. Exactly. So I'm talking about as one person, not a country, not a, not a coalition or anything like that. So if they were happening all over all over the world at once. At once, even if it just in there, say this happened in the U.S., right? Say the majority of them were happening in Oregon, and there were some happening in uh, in like other places. But you're you're making a weird, you're qualifying this in a sort of a weird way. Well, no, I'm not blanketing saying it's happening the same everywhere. If it's the well, same so you're everywhere, qualifying it. You're saying it's. I'm saying if it happens everywhere, <clears throat> everybody's going to band together. You're saying if it happens in one little place. Well, either or. I'm saying both, actually. I think if it happens everywhere, people are going to take care of their own, the people that they feel the most comfortable with, whether it's by color or religion or whatever it happens to be, they're going to take care of their own first. They're not thinking about humanity. They're not thinking about the entire planet because it's a local problem there. Yeah, there's there's going to be a socioeconomic element to it as well. The ritual, you know, the ritual develop a bunker system and they're going to go into their bunkers or whatever. And you know, I mean, I think it's it's all very. We've we've seen one disaster movie after another, and we know how it all plays out. Yeah. As well, right? You know, Bill Pullman's coming. He's gonna take care of shit. Hey, as long as he has that speech, man, I'm all over that speech. Today is my Independence Day. Period. Well, I'm just saying, and you know, uh, off the air earlier uh, when we were when we were kind of vetting this as a, and I'm really really unhappy that we, we did we did go down this road today. But when we were trying to vet this as a topic, I said, you know, hey, you know, it all because you know, I mean, talk about the day after tomorrow, that movie, the day after tomorrow, you know, the, where it's the like weather thing, yeah. the weather thing, and like it's like the second ice age or whatever. And there was a group of people that was stuck in the library, and it was basically like the you know, the, there's like the socioeconomic rift was there, you know, there was. Somebody, oh, you can't take your dog in here, uh, and, and stuff to the homeless guy. But yeah, but it's cold, you know, or it's raining. We need, we need to get right. But this is all <clears> like <throat> at the beginning of the problem. You're gonna sort. You're gonna have to figure all this stuff out. But if it comes down to, hey, we need, we're gonna make this work. We gotta work as a team. And let's and say, and go. let's say, and let's say it's it's done. All right. Let's say we all the all the giant spiders were were killed. You don't you you think that all of a sudden everybody's not gonna see color? I don't, I That's mean, probably not. I'm not saying it's a fix. We're just gonna be kumbaya because of all that. Because the spiders could come back. They could. Yeah, and, there's, and it's always at the end, like it's, it's just post credits. And there's like, like a little tenta- <laughs> or a spider thing coming up from the mm-hmm. soil. It's like, See? oh, rah, rah, rah. right, and yeah. it's and it's Asian, you know. So we're not gonna. <laughs> I would say la, 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 la. Oh, I did see something recently. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. I did see. Oh, I did it. I did it. You can take that. I did see something recently. Just, just so I know we got to close out here, but there was a, uh, a, a the life cycle of God of Godzilla on Facebook in car, <laughs> in cartoon form. How many times he has changed over the year, uh, years, and how many different forms that he's had? It's pretty damn impressive. I would highly recommend looking up the uh, the the evolution of Godzilla because like they don't look very much similar in a lot of times. Like totally something else. <laughs> I guess we'll end with that. It's like a jelly bean. <laughs> <laughs>